Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is your favorite curly redhead, Mama D, with another episode of Ripples of Healing. Well, praise the Lord, we have made it to another day, another day and another year. God has provided us. He has blessed our lives with another year. I know that there are a lot of people that did not make it to see 2023, but I thank you, God. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for everyone that I know that made it to 2023. I thank you for all my loved ones, my friends, my neighbors, my church family. Lord, I thank you for my sisters and my brothers in Christ. Lord, I thank you. God, there's a lot of us that 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 came into 2023 with all kinds of things happening. But Lord, you said that you're going to do a new thing and I believe it to be so. I believe that you have plans for us, plan, new plans for our lives, Lord God. It says in Jeremiah 29, 11, that you know the plans that you have for us, the plans to do us good, the plans to give us future and a hope. Lord God, in 2023, I don't know about anybody else, but I want each and every new plan that you have for my life, each and every new journey that you have in my li- for my life, each and every new destination that you have for my life, because God, you said in your word and you are your word and your word is you. Lord, you said your promises to us are yes and amen. And I believe it to be so even today and forevermore, because you said that you never change. You said you are the same God yesterday, today and forevermore. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for allowing me to come into 2023. I thank you, Lord God, for blessing my life and all the things, Lord God. I come in with great expectation, Lord God, for what you're going to do. I come into this new 2023 with great intentionality, Lord God, because I know that my prayers today, starting from today, will be intentional of what you have for my life. Lord, I come in to 2023 with a plan because you have greater plans, but I'm going to come in with a plan and I'm going to stand on your word and I'm going to believe in faith, Lord God, that you are going to execute each and every one of those plans for my life and the life of my people, Lord God. Father, I believe it to be so. Father, I invite everyone, everyone that I know in my church family and in my family of in the family of God, those that hear me to take it upon themselves that in the new year of 2023 to come up with a plan to, to execute, stand on God's word to execute, the, to cultivate a prayer life in 2023 and to Believe in great expectation that God is going to do the exceedingly and the abundantly above all that you can think of, all that you can ask for and pray for, because that is the God that we serve. He is the great and mighty I am. He is the great and mighty El Shaddai. He is the great and mighty Jehovah Jireh. Yes, he is all those things and more. And I believe that he has great plans for us. So, Lord, I thank you. I thank you in advance, Father God. I thank you for all you're going to do. Oh, God, you are such a good God. You are such a good, good Father. And I worship you today. 
I give you praise. I give you thanks, Lord God. I am so undone in your presence, God, for all that you have done for me and my family. I am so undone in your presence, God, for all that you continue to show me, Lord God. I am so undone for every miracle that I have. That you allow my eyes to see and my life to experience. I am undone. Truly, truly undone. My heart is so full. Lord God, I thank you that I live in your goodness and I live out of your overflow for my life. I have a blessed life. I am a blessed person. And I believe it to be so. Because you see fit to wake me up each and every day. So you give me your new mercy. And your new grace to my life. And I thank you. I truly thank you. Oh, he's such a good father. Such a good, good father. Well, I'm going to start. I started today off with a prayer. I usually started off with a prayer, but I just kept going. And so here's the topic for today. Blame or responsibility? Are we quick to blame people when things go wrong in our life? Or do we take responsibility for our part in the situation? So, okay, from the book of Genesis, starting from the third verse, the 18th chapter to the 13th chapter. It talks about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And then the, uh, uh, the serpent comes along and he tricks Eve into believing that the tree that God had forbid them to eat from was only it was only said by God because he didn't want them to be to have as much knowledge as he had and then the serpent told her that if that he had if they had that knowledge they would be just like God in other words they would not need God they would be God themselves and so that is the trick of the serpent when he came to Eve. And so she, as she eats the fruit, she gives it to her husband to eat as well. And as they eat the fruit and their eyes are open and they realize that all the things around them and they realize they are naked. When God comes looking for them, they hide themselves. So long story short, when God confronts Adam. About the situation. He said he blames Eve. He says well you gave me this woman. Okay. You know don't be mad at me. You gave me this woman. And as far as that goes. She's the one that disobeyed you. Isn't that something? He automatically went to blaming. Instead of taking responsibility. I often wonder what, if anything, would have changed in the beginning in the Garden of Eden if Adam would have taken responsibility for what had happened in the Garden immediately and asked God for forgiveness instead of blaming the woman that God gave him as his helper. How many times are we going before God about the mess that we have gotten ourselves into and asking him to rescue us or straighten it out? But not taking responsibility for our part in it. Are we taking advantage of God's goodness, grace, and mercy? <laughs> One of the apostles, um, Jesus' apostles, Paul, said it best. 
in the book of Romans, chapter 6, verses 1 to 6, he says, What should we say then? Should we continue in sin that grace may multiply? Absolutely not. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Or are we unaware that all of us who were baptized in Christ Jesus were baptized in his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in the newness of life. For if we have been united with him in the likeness of his death, we will certainly also be likeness of his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be rendered powerless so that we may no longer be enslaved to sin since a person who has died is freed from sin. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? Paul is saying that all of us who have been baptized by the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Spirit, baptized with Jesus, that we are no longer our old selves. So we have to, that we take on our new selves, we have to abide by the laws and rules and, and, and of, of the Father and the commandments of the Father. So we are no longer our old selves. We get rid of those sinful natures and those sinful thoughts because we live our life anew. We are no longer enslaved to our sin. We are freed from it. So we should not live in it as we lived in our old bodies. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. Let us bring on the new and live in the new. This is a new year. Let's live as new people in Christ. So we may live according to his word and believe that these new bodies and these new creations and this new heart and this new mind set that we will have will be pleasing unto him that we may glorify the father in heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. So many brothers and sisters in Christ as followers of Jesus, we are set apart. Did you know that we are set apart and we have been made different once we accepted Jesus Christ as Lord of our lives. And therefore we cannot hang out with the same people. We can't be Speak the same things we used to be. We we can't be in the same places we used to be. We can't act out and act in the same ways we used to. We can't watch the same things in the TVs that we used to watch. Did you know that our eyes and ears and mouth are the doorways to our soul? So we have to watch what comes into our spirit so that we will not contaminate who we are. Do you know, do you not know that you are no longer your own, that Jesus, yes, Jesus Christ, paid a high price for you when he died on the cross at Calvary. So just because we go to church some days or, or we have a Bible in our house somewhere or we pray sometimes, but not as much as we should or 
or, or, or that doesn't mean that we can't be tempted by Satan. When we leave our doors open in our lives to sin because we stay in the sinful nature, when we are new creations in Christ, we leave out we leave the door open for him to come in and wreak havoc in our lives. Did you know that we are a chosen people? So as chosen people of God, we have to to we have to live our lives differently from the world. We have to. I mean, but listen to what Paul uh, um, so eloquently said in the book of Romans. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, he said, Do not copy the behaviors and the custom of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. Romans 12, chapter, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Do not copy the behaviors and the custom of this world. Did you hear that? Do not, do not, do not. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Huh. Then you will learn to know God's will for your life, which is good pleasing and perfect. God's will for our lives are good, pleasing and perfect. Thank you, Lord, for your good, pleasing and perfect will. I have a good example. One day I was having an argument with my husband, one of many that week. And as I walked into the bathroom, I looked up to the ceiling and I said, Lord, did you hear how he was talking to me? Did you hear what he said to me? Man, I was complaining. I was complaining about how he was talking to me, what he said to me. And but, you know, I was complaining, but I was I had argued back with him. And I started complaining. I, I didn't like the way he spoke to me, but I didn't take any responsibility in my part. Instead, I was blaming him for everything, blaming him for the argument. I said he was a stubborn man. I said he was a fool. Yes, I did. I said those things about him. And all of a sudden I heard God said, I didn't choose him. You did. And I said, wait a minute, Lord, say what? And God said it again. He said, I didn't choose him. You did. And I had to think about what was said to me. And God said, change your words. And I had to think about that again. And I said, change my words. And you know what happened? I submitted. I submitted. See, sometimes we are so caught up in our emotions and our feelings that we want to be right and win an argument because we want to stand on how we are in our self-righteousness and blame everybody around us when things fall apart. And so the Lord had to show me where I was wrong. He had to show me where my attitude was wrong and the posture of my heart was wrong. 
And that is the reason why the argument was so intense and it kept going on because I allowed the enemy to get a foothold into our lives and bring forth chaos. So instead of walking into the bathroom and shining a light on everything that he did, I should have walked in that bathroom praying to God, asking God to change my heart, my words and my mindset on what was going on and change it about him. That's what I should have did. So, of course, I missed the mark. And we all do sometimes. You know, we miss the mark. We're human. You know, we have human emotions. Instead of letting God lead us by our spirit and bring peace and to show us love and show mercy and grace to those around us, especially those that are in need and our loved ones, we go on our emotions. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Our father is a good father. You know, I know he's a good father because he had to check me, baby. He checked me. He said, Denise, check your attitude at the door. I don't like it. I want you to change it. He told me to check it, and I did. And when I checked it, he started to change his perspective, and he changed my perspective. You know, let me tell you something. This world does not show us any love. This world does not know or show us the grace of God or his mercy or his peace in our times of trouble. So we have to go to the Father. And going to him honors him. Honors him because we know because he knows that we need him. But it becomes so real to us and the greatest revelation of all that we need Jesus in our lives. We need him every day, every second, every hour, every minute, 365 days a week, 24 hours a day. We need Jesus. We need him. We need him. We can't live without him. He is our all in all. And when we cultivate a life of prayer, we'll see that more and more. That the God that loves us more than anything is here for us. It says in his word that if he is for us, who can be against us? No one. No one. It says no weapon. No weapon that form. Okay? No weapon that form. Will be, will come, uh, that comes against us will prosper. No weapon. That means that the, the weapon will form. But it won't prosper. It won't accomplish what it needs to, what it's been sent to do. Because God is a man of his word. He is a man of his word. And I tell you, we live in God's goodness. You know, how many times have you gotten uh, um, thinking to yourself, I don't know how I'm going to pay these bills. I don't know how I'm going to get these groceries. I don't know how I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting this job. I don't know what I'm going to do about paying this rent. Let me tell you something. God gives us blessings upon blessings because he is a good papa. He is a good papa. He's a wonderful father. He gives us health. He provides provisions for us. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. He provides provisions for us. We may not see it. He may not give it to us the way we want it to, but it's always there for us. It says in his word 
that if he, if God, if the sparrow doesn't have a job, doesn't have to worry about what he eats or where to find food, we're talking about a bird. How much more will, the, will our father, who loves us, will give us, will provide for us? How much more? How much more do you think? <laughs> he, he has accounted us above the fowler of the birds of the earth. Of course he has. Of course he will. We have to call on God. Remember, God is our strength. And the battles that we fight are not ours. They're just not. They're his. God will not strengthen you for a battle that he has not called you for. A fight. He will not. Because the battle belongs to God. You know, so the next time that, that there comes about a situation that occurs that wants to destroy your peace or stir up your spirit, I invite you to call on the Prince of Peace, Jesus. Because the peace that Jesus gives us surpasses all understanding. And this does not mean that we will not be or have turmoil or even chaos around us. But hallelujah, in the midst of the storm, that's when we'll find Jesus, the Prince of Peace. That we will not be moved, shaken, that we will be steadfast, unmovable in him. Because he is our God, because he is our Savior, because he is our Lord. Hallelujah. And victory belongs to him. Victory belongs to Jesus. Always have and always will. Because Jesus fights for on our behalf. God is Jehovah Sabaoth. That means that God is the God of war. He will fight on our behalf. We don't have to do anything but stand still. The word of God says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. How wonderful is that? All he asks us to do is to be still. And he will fight on our behalf. He is a loving God. He is a gracious God. He is everything that we are looking for. I invite you. He says, seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Yes. Seek. You will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Because that's what God wants us to do to Diligently seek him with all our heart. Seek him, seek him with all our mind. Seek him and we will know. We will know. Because God doesn't want to hold anything from us. He doesn't want to hold anything from us. In Matthew 7, 8th chapter, it says, For everyone who acts receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. You hear what he said? He said, everyone. I'm going to read it to you again. For everyone who asks, 
receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And everyone who knocks the door will be open. Jesus stands at the door of our lives and he stands there knocking, waiting for us to open up the door. It is an invitation to a great life with him. And everything that he has for us. I am not going to tell you that your life will not have struggles. I am not going to tell you that you're going to have this perfect life. I'm not going to tell you that all your problems are going away. But I am going to tell you that you have someone who stands beside you, who fights for you, who will give you great counsel. He will give you great advice. He will, if we pray, he will open doors that no man can close. I know it to be so. I know it to be so. 2022, my husband, I had to put him in the hospital before the end of the year. 2023, God has blessed us to bring him out that hospital. I thank you, God, because I know you're a good God. I know that his healing was at hand when we prayed for it. I thank you for it, Lord God. And Father, even if you didn't heal him on this side, God, I know that you were going to give him a glorified body on the other side. But Lord, let it be that the miracles and that happened in, in our lives and in front of our eyes, let us never forget. Let us always remember who you are and what you've done. And thank you for it. Because you are a good God. I pray that we wake up every morning with a heart full of gratitude. Thanking you for waking us up this morning. Thanking you for the breath in our lungs. Thanking you that eyes that can open up. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for a heart that beats. I thank you, God. I thank you. And as far as me and my house goes in 2023, we will serve the Lord because, God, you are a good God and a merciful God. And I thank you for being all of that to us. You are El Shaddai, Lord God Almighty. I thank you for being creator of heaven and earth. Oh, what a great day, guys. I thank you for listening in. As usual, this is the end of our episode. But although we leave each other, we never leave the presence of the Lord. (laughs) Isn't that wonderful that we never leave the presence of the Lord? And as usual, I'll play a song for you. And let's just meditate on all that was said today. Living in the goodness of God. Amen.
the goodness of God. Oh